think my purpose is just to do entrepreneurship differently. Like, there's, I, at the risk of sounding kind of gassed, like, there's nobody who I graduated with who came out with an app. Like, literally, the year after they graduated. Um, but the reason I was able to do that, I guess, was because my background and my experience was wildly different yeah. than anyone else's I went to school with. Yeah. So I, I'd, I'd say you have to, yeah, like, I, th I think my purpose is just to show people, like, continue believing in yourself. Uh, but in order to live like no other, you really need to live like no other. So today we have Christian Levine, the owner of Legal Swipe, Legal Swipe, which is a legal rights application that is used to educate the public at the tip of their fingers. So in today's society, um, or t in today's day and age, we have many people's um, legal rights being violated, right? And I think it's important to empower yourself with the right knowledge. Um, we've all heard that saying that knowledge is power. I um, mean, this app is a prime example of that. So, Christian, thanks for coming on the show today. How are you doing? No problem, no problem. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? My day job, I'm a, I'm a criminal defense lawyer. I have a small... Uh, criminal defense practice uh out in brampton ontario uh but by night i i do uh, an application by the name of legal swipe i am the founder of uh, and the the creator of so that's what i do that's solid that's solid and when did you begin legal swipe and how did you come about starting that business specifically for it when i was actually attending law school I was giving these legal rights workshops and I figured a lot of people are having issues understanding the information that was given because it's dense material. Yeah, like yeah. people don't necessarily like, well, the law at all. Yeah. A lot of people don't trust it, so they don't want to learn about it. But on the flip side, like legal words could sometimes be difficult to understand. So I knew that we needed to create something that was a little bit more interesting so the youth would get involved. And, and I felt that tech was the way to go. Yeah. Thing about your app is that you took a complicated topic and you really simplified it for people um, and that was that was amazing in that aspect so in terms of even before legal swipe you know what I mean what what made you want to get into law me I grew up seeing a lot of injustice yeah and I knew that if I had the opportunity uh, to be a lawyer and to understand the law that there's power that came with that if I'm to be honest, I guess I was attracted to the power. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Because, you know, I've, even me just like studying your app, I've been in scenarios where I was able to empower myself with that little knowledge from your app. Right. Right. So, um, you know, that's, that's powerful in itself. You know, um, a lot of people, they say like when they're giving advice or people want to become lawyers, their advice is, their first words of advice is don't become a lawyer. Why, why would you say a lot of people say that? Like, is that something you hear a lot as well? You know what? I hear some people say don't become a lawyer when, when they hear of others' aspirations to yeah. become a lawyer. Um, but the reality is it's like any other industry. It is what you make of it. Mm -hmm. um, I think you need to come into law like any other industry. You need to come for the right reasons. Yeah. Like decide to become a lawyer because it's something that interests you because it's something that engages you and because you know how ideally you should know how you're going to leverage it too and if if that's your reasoning then yeah i think it's great to come come on down and be a lawyer too okay okay mm -hmm. um and 
Have you been in any, well, I'm sure you've been in instances with um, the law, specifically where you had to, you had to sort of defend yourself, right? Right, with, with the police. Like, can you give us a story of when you've actually, like, literally put a cop at last for words just because of the knowledge you had behind you? Uh, I've had a lot after law school. Um, well, I'll, I'll start off with saying before law school, I actually got beat up by police when I was an undergrad. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I went through like the whole public complaint system, and like it was it was really difficult to go through, and just to understand that I kind of felt lost because I didn't really know any lawyers, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I became a lawyer, as far as any conversation I have with police is gonna probably leave them uh, silent. Yeah, I I don't want to list one off because who knows the officer might be listening. I don't want to shame him, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, any conversation with officers it wraps up pretty quickly. With officers and lawyers, are they like literally afraid of you guys technically, or like they just they just they just don't want to step on a lawyer's toes, right? Because they know a lawyer knows his, his stuff. So like, would they be more less inclined to? Well, it's not just they know a lawyer knows their stuff. It's also the fact that. Look, a lawyer may be connected as far as they're concerned, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I tell everyone to adopt kind of the legal verbiage or the legal lexicon because an officer is not going to know whether they're dealing with another cop, whether they're dealing with a lawyer, whether you're the child of a lawyer, whether you're a politician, who you are when they deal with you if you're using the right words, mm-hmm. you know? So for me, it's the fact that they know people in certain positions have the ability to keep them accountable. So even though they might see me and be like, oh, he's just a little black guy. Once they hear me speak, they immediately realize, oh, actually, he's not just some guy from around the way. We better watch how we treat him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes the difference. Okay, that's interesting. So I guess you've, you've answered a lot of my questions. I guess, have you grown up in Brampton your whole entire life? Yeah, I'm a Brampton boy through and through. Okay. I went to... Uh, it's funny. I went to about fourteen different schools in Brampton. Fourteen? Yeah, that should tell you. Yeah, wow. I've been in Brampton for a while. Yeah, um, I wrapped up at I wrapped up at Cardinal Leje. I was out. I was out in Brampton for like a year or two, um, but by and large, I've been in Brampton, man. Wow. So I guess. Wow. We moved around a lot when yeah. I was kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I hear a lot of a lot of um, entrepreneurs are people who have experienced a lot of things. Mm-hmm. They've gone through a lot of trial and error. Right. You know I mean, they've had sort of the time to make mistakes and correct themselves. You think that a lot of that played a part in you making your decision to become a lawyer? I'd say definitely, because the thing is, when you go through these experiences, you're exposed to so much more. It, it almost it makes you cultured, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right. You you meet different people um, and you have an understanding for for the human condition and just how people are. Um, so as somebody who experiences life, when you sit down and meet with somebody, there's immediately going to be a connection there, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're more, I'd say, more live in a bubble, then you might not be able to connect with others as easily. And yeah. part of being an entrepreneur uh, comes down to sales. You're mm-hmm. selling yourself or you're selling an item or whatever it is. But in order for you to sell, you need to make a connection with your prospective client. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's solid, man. That's solid. So out of the 14 schools, which school do you think had the most impact on your growth? Um, that's a hard one. Uh, I went to one of the elementary schools I went to, St. Anne's, um, sticks out in my mind. And that's because that was one of, that's where I had one of my first teachers who honestly, like, believed in me, who saw something in me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And by and large, it's funny because most teachers didn't, right? 
but um but that was one of the first teachers who were like wow chris like you could really do something with yourself mm-hmm. yeah grade six grade seven around there yeah is it safe to say you weren't all the best uh student academically no, I was always academically inclined, but socially, I, I was getting, you know, the bottom part of that report card where it asks how this person's, <laughs> um, how, how their personality is developing. Yeah, yeah. I think I had, a, I had a lot of, I had a lot of S's there, you know, <laughs> a lot of needs improvement. Yeah. Okay. 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 Interesting. Interesting. As a business owner, the more you can leverage your time, the better it is for your company. There is this amazing online resource called Fiverr, where you can hire someone for just $5 to do just about any task for you, whether it be logo design, market research, videography, or website building, Fiverr has it all. Please go to imkobe.com forward slash resources and click on the Fiverr icon to make an account. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Do you ever find your reading wishlist piling up? Do you sometimes find it hard to get your reading done? I would highly recommend you download your books from Audible. You can listen to audiobooks anywhere on the go, during your early morning commutes, late afternoon commutes, or even while you're eating breakfast like I do. Go to imkobe.com forward slash resources, click on the Audible icon to get your free 30-day subscription to Audible. I'm sure it'll be worth your while. Welcome to the Purpose Round, where we ask the right questions that really bring out the purpose behind our entrepreneurs and their journey. All right, so now we're going to move on to the Purposeful Story Round, um, where we ask certain questions that help our listeners understand you as an entrepreneur and also help them as well. Um, So what is an everyday habit that adds value to your purpose? Uh, For me... I always, I always reflect on like where I started and you know what I hoped for when I was younger and like I've I've I started from somewhat humble circumstances, so I, I'm always just thinking about that and and that drives me. But also within the business that I'm in, it also helps me have an appreciation for others and know that they might not be at the same spot in their life as I'm in. So again, I'm able to connect with them better and and really do good work for them. Is that reflection done like more in the morning or evening or both? I'd say my most of my reflections are done in the morning. Like, okay. I, like I'm I'm the type of person like I'll I'll write my habits out and keep them on the wall so I see them every morning when I wake up. Yeah, as well as my goals. Yeah, I think that that's important. Nice yeah. for sure. If you can see it, then you can you can actually it's, yeah you can actualize it exactly. If you could have a conversation with one person, who would it be and why? That's a good question, man. Um, if I could have a conversation with one person right now, dead, alive, any? Any. Oh, this is that, that's a difficult question, man. You might have you might have stumped me. <laughs> I'm, I'm a lawyer, and you and I can't even talk right now. Who 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 would I talk to, man? Um, that's 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 difficult. I don't know. There's a lot of interesting people out right now. You can, you can name a few. A few? That helps. Um, or even think of someone who, um, anyone that you've seen as a mentor, but you haven't actually physically, you know, had an, an interaction with them in person, right? Right. Uh, if I could sit down, it's funny because in my head I'm thinking of, um, I'm thinking of artists instead. I'd probably sit down with 
Maybe Pharrell? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Because, like, growing up, I was always a music head, right? Yeah. And, like, I, I came up on the usuals, like, a lot of Jay, like, a lot of Pac. Yeah. Um, but when I was younger, he was the innovator, you know, mm. music. He was innovating. Yes. And when you think about it, he's one of those first artists that kind of went from, um, like, music innovation to fashion innovation. Yeah. And it was nothing, you know? And then yeah. he was kind of, like, in the tech sphere and stuff. Yeah. So I think I appreciate him as an innovator. So I'd, I'd probably say Pharrell, man. I'd like yeah. to sit down and, and just talk with him about mentally making that jump. Mm -hmm. But also there's synergies there. So how, like, how it benefited him and how it allowed him to do better work. Yeah, that's a good answer. That was worth the wait. I was thinking that was good. That was good. What is your main strategy for organizing your day? I make sure in everything that I do, I have probably an assistant that works for me or someone who I work with. Um, because it, it not only helps you organize yourself, but it also keeps you accountable. Mm -hmm. So if you're not doing something during the day that you're supposed to be doing, your assistant will sit down and say, hey, Chris, remember, blah, blah, blah. And it'll be like, I'm on that. Or you'll just be mindful of the fact that they're watching everything that you do, too. So yeah. it keeps you on your toes. So always have an assistant or a partner or a colleague, someone who you work tight with. Yeah. When, with assistants, when would you know is the right time to get an assistant? Because there's a lot of people who say they need an assistant, but really they just need to organize their time better. And there's people who try to take on too much and they actually need an assistant. How, did you, how do you find that balance? For me, the balance comes from when you know you, you got to automate. Like at, at some point in time, uh, especially in a profession like being a lawyer, you know, you have a billable hour. And I tell lawyers all the time, if you're not doing uh, kind of what creates not your maximum output, but also like your maximum income potential, then chances are you shouldn't be doing it. So look at essentially look at the numbers. The numbers, of course, have to make sense at the end of the day. But you have to consider how much time you're pouring into your day doing administrative work or doing something that somebody else could be doing for you. Mm -hmm. And if it makes sense, perhaps hiring someone uh, at a lower budget will give you more time to yourself, but also allow you to focus on those tasks, which you should be proficient at. What would you say was your worst entrepreneurial moment and what did you learn from it? It's coming at you with the hard questions. <laughs> yeah, this this another another rough one. <laughs> I'd say, see, the thing is, as an entrepreneur, every rough moment you have is also a very teachable moment. And usually the rougher it is, the more teachable it is, right? So I could look at them all now with um, silver lining, but I'd say probably making, uh, making certain jumps in my business uh, too early or um, not having an accountability partner around. You, there has to be, an, even if you're doing amazing, there has to be someone there who could tap you on your shoulder and say, hey, yo, because, like, you, you're, you're not infallible. Like, you're a person. You're yeah. bound to eventually make some sort of mistake. Mm -hmm. So it's important you have uh, someone on your team or a team of people, ideally, like a board, to sit down and, and tell you when you have to make certain big decisions, whether they should be made or not. If you had to build a business from the ground up with only a hundred dollars, how would you leverage that? That's a funny question. I'd probably uh I don't know if you had the chance to read the Lean Startup by Eric Rice. I've heard of it, I haven't read it. Watch the YouTube video if you get a chance. I think it is I think it is hands down uh the best book 
ever made on building not just a, a business, whether it's a business or a charity, a startup, whatever. Um, but I, I, I take what they refer to as a validated approach. So I wouldn't be sure what the business is, mm -hmm. but whatever that business is, I'd make sure I'd invest in such a way that I could get almost immediate impact on, um, on whether the business works. Um, I'd probably, because it's a small amount of money, I'd have to spend a lot of time doing testing. I test the market, yeah. um, and there's not much. You know, you could test the market with five, ten bucks, yeah. just calling around, asking questions, yeah. right? So I'd I'd have to really test the market before I go out there and start up that venture. Which app or online tool do you use every day to help contribute to your success? This is gonna sound pretty basic, but Google Maps and Google Calendar. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Google Maps because it seems intuitive. Yeah. And then Google Calendar, I have everything placed in there. But it's also a good feeling, although it could also be a stressful feeling, when I wake up and I just see all my appointments just pop up on my screen. <laughs> because then I know, like, what exactly I'm, I'm going to have to, like, just beat down during the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's the best advice you've ever received? <laughs> so, best advice I ever received when I was actually at Cardinal Leger in grade 11, I had this teacher named Mr. Anderson. And what he said to me was, everyone says yes to the big question. And I hadn't heard that before. Um, but everyone says yes to the big question. So do you, want a, do you want like a sports car? Yes. Do you want a big house? Yes. Do you want a balling job? Yes. But it's the no's that matters, the no's that differentiate us. And I don't know why, but him putting it out to me like that, it just, it just made good sense, you know, because... It's really the distractions, our ability to avoid distractions that differentiate us. Because we all kind of have the same aspirations, yeah. right? It's about what are we saying no to. That's a good point. That's a good point. I know for me, when I first started my business, I was taking on a whole bunch of stuff. And I realized I wasn't getting anywhere. Mm. The moment I started denying certain things that didn't wasn't in line with my focus or in line with my purpose or my goal, I started progressing a lot faster, right? Right, so right, right. Makes a lot of sense. This is your top three most influential books. This is going to sound bad because I don't get to read as much as I used to. But, of course, Lean Startup by Eric Rice needs to be in there. Um, what book was I reading the other day? Win It or whatever by Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay. That was a pretty good read. Is that his new book? Uh, I don't think it's that new. I think it's older. Okay. Um, and the third book, uh, what's his name? It's, it's Life of a Lawyer. Uh... My OJ's lawyer. Why am I forgetting his name all of a sudden? Oh, um, I know you're talking about, but it's off the top of my head as well. This is dry. This is this is why you need the ability to Google search. <laughs> we'll just leave it at OJ's lawyer then, I guess. With OJ's lawyer, but it's a it's a good book because a lot of people didn't know like he was um, he was really uh, multifaceted, and like a lot of people I think see you making certain wins. Johnny Cochran. Johnny there we Cochran, go. Yep. So, so a lot of people see you making certain wins in business and don't see like what you're doing historically that might have led to it. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'd say uh, Life of a Lawyer by Johnny Cochran is a prolific read. Yeah, Johnny Cochran was interesting. A lot of people hated him, but they couldn't do anything about it because he was so thorough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the that's the point you ideally want to be at. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tell us something that you think is true about business that most people don't agree with you on. I think a lot of people would agree. At least those who are successful in the business mm -hmm. would agree. Whatever you do, you have to love. 
that there has to be part of it that you love if you're really going to be successful in business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. A lot of people, you know, the thing is they hear that, but they don't understand it. So they got to go through the experience of actually knowing it. Right, right. right. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Is there any last piece of value you can leave with our listeners? Continue to uh, give mind to how through your ventures that you could invest back uh, into your community and into those around you. Uh, I think it's really important that, yeah, you, you need to concentrate on your own efforts, but it's not worth it unless you could, um, unless you could then invest into someone else. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it always comes back to you 100%. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. How can our listeners stay connected with you and find out more about your business? Oh, uh, feel free to add me on LinkedIn, uh, Christian Levine, um, or, you know, visit us online, levinelaw.com. I've been using Twitter lately, but twitter.com slash Christian Levine. Um, and I'm always happy to reach out and build with people because that's what it's about. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. And what is your purpose as an entrepreneur? I think my purpose it's just to do entrepreneurship differently. Like, there's, I, and at, the, at the risk of sounding kind of gassed, like, there's nobody who I graduated with who came out with an app. Like, literally, the year after they graduated. Um, but the reason I was able to do that, I guess, was because my background and my experience was wildly different yeah. than anyone else's I went to school with. Yeah. So I, I'd, I'd say you have to, yeah, like, I, th I think my purpose is just to show people like continue believing in yourself uh, but in order to live like no other you really need to live like no other for sure, for sure. Yeah. alright Christian that's it thanks for being on the show today oh, thanks for having me man. I appreciate it bro. Yes. that's all for this episode I hope listening to this podcast left you with valuable information that either strengthened your purpose or helped bring you closer to finding your purpose we all have a different journey in life and this podcast is in support of everyone's purposeful journey. Thank you so much for tuning in because without you, there is no Purposeful Story podcast. Please feel free to email me at info at iamkobe.com and let me know what you thought of this episode. To help spread the valuable information this podcast has to offer, all I ask is for you to subscribe to the podcast via the Apple Podcast app, Google Play Music, or CastBox. Give a rating and pass this podcast on to one friend that you feel could benefit from this information. Don't forget to follow I Am Kobe Talks on Instagram for updates on new episodes and go to iamkobe.com forward slash purposeful story for more valuable content. Special thanks to our DJ Nana and Indigo Sun for the production. Before you go, please remember that purpose drives your actions and your actions are a result of your purpose. Thanks for listening. Talk soon.